0: Blog Talk Radio Good evening and welcome to the Pink Slip Taking Back Our Lives Motivational Workshop featuring myself, author Alethea Brown here at blogtalkradio.com Be prepared to be motivated and inspired to start your journey, to reclaim your life and follow your dreams So I would like to welcome all of our listeners tonight any of our new listeners Tonight's episode, we are going to do an extension of a show um, that we did a couple weeks ago because of all of the positive feedback. So this is our ninth Wellness Wednesday weekly segment. Today's topic is going to be emotional wellness, and let's talk about stress again. We will explore how these two issues can impact your physical health wellness and provide recommendations for your checklist. So if you've been following along with us for the past few weeks, you know I'm really big on checklists. So if you want to set your goals, um, a checklist is this. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up as well is I'm talking about different ways that you can transition in your life to move forward, to live your dreams, to make the changes that you want in your life, to put your life at a level that you feel you should be or comfortable with or prefer to be at. And so when I do these Wellness Wednesday programs, these are all different goals that we should have for ourselves so that we can reach the ultimate goals, meaning if you want to make changes in your career, if you want to make changes in your finances, you want to make changes in your relationships, you have to look overall. It's a mind, body, soul journey. So you just can't say, well, I'm going to focus on my career and I want to do this and run my business. Well, If you're not mentally prepared, if you're not physically prepared when you make these transitions, it's very easy to fall apart. So that is why I also focus on the emotional wellness when you're on these journeys for transition. So today we will thoroughly review Jeff White's article. Um, He did an article a few weeks back called Let's Talk About Stress. And then, of course, um, he is our weekly guest speaker and so he t- too will elaborate in more details and provide his in depth knowledge and experiences on this topic. So, as always, with these segments, my objective and goals is to provide alternative solutions to all of our everyday problems. And these comments that I provide are based on my personal experiences as I'm constantly continuing on these journeys as well. So every week, this is part of my journey too. And I like to say that because I like to let everyone know up front is I don't just preach it or teach it, I live it. These are my struggles and these are my life's journeys too. So let's get started with our segment today. Let's talk about stress. So when you're stressed out, so many different things, can happen. Most experts have defi- defined stress as an active physical and mental response to a demand to adjust, adapt, or change a specific circumstance or situation. Stress technically is anything that poses a challenge or threat to our well being. And if you're anything like me, you've learned the hard way, because I sure have, that I internalize my stresses. And this is one of the topics that I really try to get out there, too, because I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia uh, February of 2004. So I've been living with it for quite a while now. And I found out by being diagnosed with fibromyalgia is that internalizing my stresses is breaking my body down on the inside. Because so, one of the things that I'm tell people all the time, it's like, I don't stress, I don't have time to stress. Well, I don't have time to stress to fall apart and can't think straight or whatever. I'm going to do everything that I know I need to do for my job, for my family, which we all do. But inside, my body is taking it in and doing all the different things to it, and the next thing you know, I'm falling apart and I got fibromyalgia. In a nutshell, is the way they explain it, and we'll try to have some episodes coming up in October where we actually deal with certain type of medical conditions that can be brought on by stresses. But as I was saying, because I internalize my stress, um, that's the cause of my emotional wellness has been broken down. I keep what I'm going through to myself, and I know a lot of us are guilty of that as well, is we keep what we're going through to ourselves because like many of us, we feel our friends and our family, they have their own problems. They really don't want to hear about ours. And, so, and then in some cases that may be true, but nonetheless, we still need an outlet. Internalizing our emotions can have adverse effects on our physical well-being. And I know it's hard when we feel like we have the weight of the world on our shoulders, but we have to know, too, that it's okay to ask for help It's okay to say I can't take on a particular task. For me, it's important to learn how to recognize when your stress levels are out of control. The most dangerous thing about stress is how easily it can creep up on you. You get used to it. It starts to feel familiar, even normal. You don't even notice sometimes how much is actually affecting you even as it takes on a really heavy toll. And the signs and symptoms of stress overload can be almost anything. Stress affects the mind, the body, and behavior in many ways. And everyone experiences stress differently. And no one can help us better understand this than my dear friend Jeff. And so in Jeff's article, it had some really good points in here, and I'm going to touch base on some of them before Jeff actually joins us and sort of give you his um, perspection on this particular topic. So in his article, one of the questions that he asks is, when was the last time you were in a stressful situation? It could have been today, it could have been yesterday, it could have been last week. And as I was saying, until does his article state that many of us have experienced some level of stress in the not too distant past, and will probably experience more in the near future. So, one of the things that he did it was like, ask yourself, what is stress, and how can we deal with it? And then, he says some stress is good, like the butterflies you might feel when you're about to play in a big game, or when you prepare for a job interview. Um, The short-term stress can be good for you. It gets your blood flowing. The stress we need to be concerned with is the bad stress. So one of the questions is, is like, what upsets you? So focusing on what upsets you. Because there are a lot of things that get upset you, like when you're at work. We all have somebody on our job that works our last nerve almost every day. And that person can upset you. That person may even anger you. But because you have to maintain your professional decorum, you can't act on it. And that's the level of stress that you internalize. And so many of us have to suffer through it. Sometimes we have managers. We have team workers. We may even have vendors that we have to contend with that just can rattle our nerves just a little bit. Or they can speak to you in a way that you may find the meaning and so forth, and because you don't feel like you're in a position to speak up about it, you're internalizing the stress that you're getting from that situation. So these are some of the things that we're trying to point out. There's no way to avoid these circumstances because in life it's a given. But what we can do is utilize the tools that we're sharing here to find different ways of coping and adjusting to them so that they don't—they're not as burdening, they're not putting as much of a burden on you as they could be now. So these are some of the things that we definitely want to look into. Um, it, there's so many different things that can get you going, and, and there are some things that could be something from work, especially now with the economy being what it is. They say it's rebounding. For some of us, depending on the type of company that you work for, there still may be fear of unemployment. And these are things that you could be worrying about at night. They could be affecting the way that you sleep, how you sleep, how long you sleep. Um, Some people may even suffer from insomnia. I think the worst-case levels of stress is when you're sleeping, your body is saying it's tired, but your mind is saying, I need to remind you of all these other things that we need to keep up with. And so where your body wants to rest, your mind won't. That can be a level of stress for you as well. You know, when you lay down at 10 o'clock at night and at 3 o'clock in the morning you're still looking at the clock because you're trying to relax. If you have that much trouble relaxing at night, then there's some internalized stress going on with you. But I will say this. There can also be something medically causing that. You would have to make a determination with your doctor. And I always recommend that before you jump into any regimen that's going to be regarding your health or your wellness, you would definitely want to speak with your nurse or your doctor about it. So... First thing I have to say is I'm not saying that anything that's keeping you up at night is definitely stress, but it's a level of it and how it can affect you, how it can affect any type of medical conditions that you have. These are things that you probably need to bring up with your doctor because sometimes when we go to our doctor's office, we're so bent on what we went for and getting our $35 dollars copay out of it that we forget to write a list of things that, hey, these are things that's, Going on in my life, and these are things that's going on with my body Doc can we talk about it? We forget to do that for ourselves. We can jot that list down for our kids. I can remember every little teeny detail that I need to ask the doctor for my daughter. and my daughter's twenty one but I still keep up with our doctor with any type of illnesses or anything that my daughter goes through, even at twenty one But every time I come back from the doctor, my daughter's like, did you tell the doctor this? And I'm thinking to myself, I forgot. But I never forget for her. And then that's putting ourselves on that back burner. And that's another level of stress that could be bringing. Because if I was to communicate with my doctor, then we can come up with a plan, a course of action to try to alleviate whatever the changes that we're going through. So that's. One of the things that we can do, asking yourself what upsets you, what makes you angry, what can be keeping you up at night, worrying, these are the different types of bad stress that Jess talks about in his article. He also discusses about coping with stress, um, different things in there. And he also talked about food, the different types of food, comfort foods that we have, Um sometimes these are different foods that we can eat and many of us are doing just the opposite and we're making it worse by eating comfort food to feel better because of all the different chemicals or ingredients that are in comfort food that's stressing out different levels. So even if you're not mentally stressed, you're physically stressed, your diet is stressed because you're, you know, eating the comfort foods and little different things like that. I'm not going to lie, and I don't know too many women that own up to it, but I will. And truth always sets you free. But I am one of those people. If I've had one of those days or one of those weeks, it's everything I can do to contend without getting a thing of Haagen-Dazs and dazs and chocolate chip cookies and sit on my sofa and grab the remote control. But I know that's not good for me. And I know it's because I'm coping with some level of stress and I'm not finding a different outlet. Or I just want to put it behind me for that moment and I'm not finding the appropriate outlet. So these are some of the different things that he mentions in his article. If you haven't had an opportunity yet to go to his um, website and review um, his article, please take the time to do it. It is JW Fitness Solutions at jwfitnesssolutions.com and that's where you can find Jeff at. And without further ado, I am proud to um, welcome Jeff again to the show. He's always been a great part, played a great role for us here. So we're going to let Jeff speak. Good
1: evening, everyone. I'd like to thank you all for joining us tonight for this week's episode of Wellness Wednesday. And I'd also like to thank our host Alicia Brown for creating this excellent forum. I'd also like to thank her for allowing me to contribute my article, um, Let's Talk About Stress, to her upcoming new book, Pink Slip, Diary of a Black Author. Um, We are both committed to educating others and sending out positive, uplifting messages. Now, as Alicia um, alluded to, stress and emotional wellness go hand in hand. Um, Think about it. How can you be happy if you're under stress or duress? And on the flip side, if you're under duress emotionally, that can lead to stress, which over time can make you sick. So it's important for people to understand that our mental state affects us internally on a psychological and physiological level, as well as physically in some cases. Now, of course, each person is different, and our bodies will react in different ways, but it's crucial a person understands that in order for what I'm saying that to make sense. Well, in Western medicines, our doctors will only treat what ails you, They'll check your vitals, your blood pressure, and etc um, to see what's wrong with you. I mean that's all well and good. I mean they're supposed to check those things, but the underlying problem could be a lot deeper. Let me give you a really quick example. Let's say your car has a has, your car tire has a slow leak, you put air in it, and three days later you put more air in it. Three days later, you're back at the gas station putting more air in your tires. Um, The cycle just keeps continuing. You keep going to the gas station and putting more and more air into your tire. So imagine your body is the car and you're going to the doctor. The doctor will determine you're not well and prescribe pills for you, and you take them as needed. So you'll take the pills, and then you'll renew your prescription over and over and over, never really diagnosing the root cause of your problems. Now, I know this is a, a an extreme example, but and we all know there are some really great physicians out there that do go the extra mile to find out what's going on with their patients. But if you really think about it, how many people do you know who are on anxiety medications, ulcer medications, high blood pressure pills, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? How many of these people have been on these medications for years? In these cases, are they treating the causes of illness or the effects. So, the key to being healthy is to find out the root cause of the illness and treat that, and not to focus exclusively on the effects of the illness. For example, what if a person is stressed out and it causes an ulcer? You take medication for the ulcer, and the ulcer gets better, but soon thereafter, that same stress that you aren't you really even thinking about, causes you to get a migraine. So now you're getting medication for migraines. Again, you're chasing the effects, not going to the root problem. What's causing you to stress out? Once you get to that root cause, you can begin the healing process. Until then, you're destined to have some sort of illness. So with that said, it's important to know your body, what stresses you out, and the effects of those stress triggers, because the doctor will not know that. And in many cases, they will not treat you for the stress. They'll only treat you for the effect of the stress. So as I alluded to in my article, there are many diseases that can be caused by long-term stress. And I'll just give you a couple real quick here. High blood pressure, acne, rashes and other skin problems, infertility, um, a suppressed immune system, which will make a person more susceptible to um, colds, allergies, and infections, and etc. cetera. Um, there are others, but I just want to give you a general idea as to how serious stress can affect someone's health. So it's important you get in tune with your body and recognize the signs that you're under stress before things get out of hand. So, if you know what's stressing you out, you can quickly make the necessary adjustments in your life. Some examples would be an increase in activities that relieve stress, such as exercising, relaxing with family and friends, listening to your favorite music, and etc. Now, these are great stress relievers, and what a person chooses to help them relieve stress is their choice. Personally, Exercise is my stress reliever of choice with lifting weights and riding my bike my favorite activities. Um, for me, there's nothing like a great workout. I mean, I just feel totally refreshed and my mind is just totally clear after a really good workout. But, again, that's just me. What do you like? You have to find a healthy outlet for your stress. Now, mind you, the key word in that previous sentence is Healthy. Many people have stress relievers, but they do more harm than good in the long term. They may feel fine temporarily, but there could be long-term consequences. A perfect example is is smoking. For many people, smoking relaxes them and eases their mind. Now, when dealing with a stressful situation, they want to go take a smoke break. Now, eventually, the activities you did to help alleviate your stress could eventually lead to even more health problems. It's almost like a domino effect. So smoking is said to be very addictive, and as we know, smokers have an increased risk of getting lung cancer, emphysema, and other ailments. Now, this won't happen in every case, of course, but people must be mindful of how they deal with stress because over the long term, those bad habits could become addictive and could cause other problems. Another example is emotional eating. Overeating or binging on junk food when stressed could lead to problems with obesity, which in turn could cause a variety of other health issues. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say and ask you, can cavities be a a byproduct of stress? If a person turns to constantly eating junk food and candy when under stress, is it possible? I say, you know, it it very well could be. All these issues are because of stress. So as I alluded to in my article, it's important to know what stresses you out and the safest, healthiest ways to relieve your stress. Now, keep in mind we're all different, so the body's reaction to stress and how you decide to relieve that stress is your call. But remember that wherever or however you choose to relieve it, make sure it's a healthy way. So in closing, I want to thank everyone for listening and take a really good look at yourself. Do you have any vices? Uh, do you have any ailments currently? Are you on any medications? Try think back to when the issue started. Is it possible that a stressful situation or time in your life was the trigger to an illness that you're dealing with today Are you still Dealing with those issues So in order to get better A person has to get to the root cause Of their problem And that's, if that stress is still in your life It needs to be addressed immediately Do not underestimate The effects of stress on your life If in, impact can be very far-reaching So I would just like to thank everyone for listening to me today. Um, I hope you found this information useful, and I'd also like to thank Alicia for hosting a great show. And I'm looking forward to the next episode of Wellness Wednesday, and I will see you all then. Alicia, back to you.
0: Thanks, Jeff. As always, you provide us with the best information. Um, He is a great resource and in person to partner with. So I hope you guys love his his uh segments just as much as I do. And and as Jeff was saying, they were saying all these different effects that are associated with stress. Um some of the physical symptoms too that um my physicians made me aware of in dealing with fibromyalgia is muscle aching, headaches, um sleep disturbance. And we spoke briefly on that. And here's another taboo one that a lot of people don't really want to discuss, but sexual dysfunction can have, you know, be brought about. Stress can affect that. So elevated blood pressure, we all have that at times. Sometimes my blood pressure is up and I can't figure out, you know, what could trigger it, and then I think about it. My doctor asks me, well, what's going on at work? And the minute she says that, then it's like, oh, yeah, and I start remembering things. So it can go up and down. Um, fatigue. We all experience that in one way or another. And it is good to know or take the time to know and bring that to the attention of your physician. And I know with healthcare issues, what they are, a lot of us may not have the luxuries of insurance and in primary care physicians, but, If you have a clinic or emergency room that you go to, if you are having some of these symptoms and it's been consistent for weeks and months, you really do need to consult with someone. For your health, um, for your family, you really need to um, consult a physician regarding this via through a free clinic or emergency room. Um, Another thing, too, that stress can cause, sometimes stress can cause vomiting it can cause diarrhea. It can cause constipation. Um, it can cause depression, um, and a lot of people. That's another subject that I know exists with stress, but I don't have experience with. Now, my daughter is a senior in college, and she's doing great. I mean, she's a straight A, Dean's list student. I couldn't ask for anything better. But in her effort to maintain that, she does have moments of stress, and she has had a moment of depression. She was very ill last year for about five months. Um, she was in and out of the hospital, in and out of the emergency room, every, literally almost every week. Um, and it really got to her, and she fell into this Thing of depression, she just her body ached so much for all these different things that was going on with her, and she really got into this ball of depression and I really didn't know how to cope with that. I didn't understand that, but we were fortunate, and my primary care helped me help her, and in doing so, it took stress off of me because I'm a mommy, I'm a single mom. And my daughter was going through something and I didn't know how to help her. I didn't know how to make my baby okay. So this goes back to what I said earlier, is we really don't know who we can reach out, friends or family, but you gotta find someone that you can talk to and I just know that it is such a blessing, um, the primary care physician that I have. I mean, she is a very attentive physician. Um, when my daughter's admitted to the hospital She's in communication with the doctors in the emergency room about my daughter, so I couldn't ask for a better physician. And, you know, she's, well, we've been using her as a physician since 2001, so she's been our family doctor for like 13 years now. She knows my daughter through and through, and I take pride in that um, when my daughter does get sick because she cares. She makes very good um, recommendations. She is very well-respected. Um, in the medical field here in uh, Charlotte, our area. And when she refers us to other specialists, she's, you know, very well respected not only by those doctors but even their nurses. So, again, if you don't have family or friends that you can talk to, um, find a clinic, emergency room, but you definitely need to talk to someone if you're experiencing any of those effects. Um, Chronic stress can lead to disease or exorbitant medical conditions. There's so many different things that stress can do to our bodies that we're just not aware of. And we're just even not aware how our body is adjusting to stress. If you're one of those, got to do it, I'm here, I'm there, got to do all this other little stuff. And You know, if you're constantly on the go because you have all those details and you can be a person like me, you can say, I don't stress. Because I don't stress. People can't push my buttons. You know, I'm not an argumentative person. I've never been. I don't like being. And so I run into people that want to see if they can push my buttons. But to me, nothing's ever personal. Everything is always business and professional. And because I don't allow things to get personal, I don't take a person's attitude toward me, even if it's negative, personal. Um, because of that, I'm there to do a job, and that's what I get my paycheck for. I'm not there to, you know, get into cliques or make friends and stuff. And there are some people who are, and because I don't, then they try to test me. You know, they try to press my buttons, and it doesn't stress me. It aggravates me, but the fact that it aggravates me and I don't let it show, somewhere internally my body's taking it in. But outwardly, no, I don't, you know, I don't get stressed. I don't get upset about it. You know, But my body could be taken on a different way. So it's kind of like biting your teeth or, you know, holding and kind of just trying to smile, give a grin without a frown type thing. But that's a level of stress. That's a reaction of stress. Just keeping all of what you really feel, what you really want to say to yourself inside is a level of stress. And I am learning still every day that that is a level of stress. Even though I say it doesn't bother me, it does annoy me. And because there's something that still sticks in the back of my head, it's a level of stress. And I have to set responsibility for that, and i got to figure out how to cope with it. So if you're one of those people that's in that same circumstance at work, or it could be a group, a social group that you're in, and you joined it because you thought it was going to do this or that, and it turns out that they didn't, or... You have ideas, but you don't get a chance to express them or, you know, somebody, you know, didn't raise as much money. It could be any little teeny thing. If you're not speaking on it and it does annoy you, as it does frustrate you, then that is a small level of stress that could escalate into something else. So we have to be completely honest with ourselves. if We're not going to do it with anyone else. We have to be completely honest with ourselves. And the fact of the matter is we all have some type of level of stress. Bill Gates and all of his 50-some-plus billion dollars has some level of stress. you know. But we just have to set responsibility for what we're doing to ourselves and to our bodies. And when we get that understanding, then we can figure out and we can set our goals to improve our life. Because improving your life isn't just about getting a better job. Improving your life isn't about just, you know, buying a bigger home. Improving your life is not just about buying a new car. Improving your life is just that. Improving your life, improving your health, improving your mental stability, your emotional stability, your physical stability. This is what transitioning, improving, living your best life. And there are so many things that come under the umbrella of living your best life. So... Living your best life is not a quick scheme to be a millionaire. That's not what living your best life is. It is living the best life that you want to make for yourself, for your family. And it doesn't have to be trying to run out and be a millionaire or anything. It could just mean focusing on a promotion on a job. It could mean taking the time to study and get a career so you can be promoted on your job. It can be moving from one apartment to a bigger apartment or moving from an apartment to a town home or a house or something. Is the dreams that you want and you made for yourself. Realistic. And I say that again, realistic goals that we set for ourselves. If you set the bar too high and you don't make it, then you badger yourself, you beat yourself, thinking that you failed. And in actuality you didn't. If anything improved up to that other level that you just reached a little too far for too soon, doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that it's going to take a little longer to get to that level. So don't beat yourself up if all your goals aren't matched, That's not all of each, because it's not saying that you can't. It just means that you may need to be able to plan a little longer for certain steps in your goals. So you just can't plan it. you got to think it through you got to put your checklist, everything that it's going to take for you to accomplish your dreams, your ambitions, your aspirations. And if you're holding in stress, then at some point you just can't really think straight. You can't see the A, B, and C of something. You see the, I just want to get done with this because it's aggravating me. That's stress. And when you're trying to set a goal and a plan from that level, it won't go all the way. You have to release it. You have to open your mind to these are all the different things that I know I have to do to make me stronger, to make me wiser, so that I can advance to live the best life that I can. And that's all that we can do. That's all we can help each other do is live the best life that we can. And everybody else's expectations may not be the same as yours. doesn't mean that yours is any less than someone else's. It's what you want. It's what your dreams are. And these are all the stepping stones that you need to bring them to fruition. So we spoke briefly before Jeff called about the next time that you're stressed instead of filling up on comfort foods. I want to leave you with some different foods that you might try cuz there's been a lot of things going around now that I'm learning and be careful cuz I will start telling you some of the weight watcher secrets here but still going from Jess um stre- let's talk about stress article um, blueberries adding blueberries to your diet is good because blueberries has vitamin C and it has some very beneficial antioxidants and it can help to combat the stress hormone. So you definitely want to do that. Um, one of the interesting things that I find that milk, low-fat milk, actually helps your nerves stay healthy and it can stabilize your blood sugar, which that can be good for a lot of us. So that's a good thing to know. Um, unless you're lactose intolerant, then we would want you to go ahead and jump over the low-fat milk part. And oranges. Um, oranges, of course, we all know they are an excellent source of vitamin C, which helps our immune system. And so our immune system functions under stress more effectively when we got enough vitamin C mm-hmm. in our diet. So that's definitely something that you want to do. And I tell you what, if you bring slices of oranges and some blueberries or strawberries or anything like that in your little pack, and I know it's hard, to try to pack up a lunch the night before and you gotta go to work. It's so easy just to run to the thing. But if you take seven, ten minutes out of your time, X amount of times a day, just to focus on you, you'll find the time to pack your little snack bags, to take them to work. Cause there's two benefits here. Actually, three. One, you're gonna save money. Two, you'll lose weight slowly but eventually because you are incorporating healthier choices to your diet, and that's a plus. And then three, you're setting your goals, you're following goals. This is something that you're accomplishing. And then you're going to feel good about this, and it's going to help you deal with any levels of stress that you may be experiencing. So definitely want to take the time to try to pack your little snack pack bags and stuff, include some fruits and Like I said, orange slices instead of the vending machine with the potato chips or what have you. And also brown rice. And brown rice is a whole grain. And it can help reduce stress because unlike white rice, it doesn't increase the blood sugar and cause fluctuations that can contribute to higher stress levels. So we want to do that. The next one is one of my favorite choices. I love baked sweet potatoes. So sweet potatoes, when a person is stressed, they can often crave carbs. If you do, if you eat sweet potatoes instead because they release a slow, steady source of energy, after you eat them, you won't have the depressing blood sugar crash that you get from sugary snacks like cake and cookies and stuff like that. Just don't load the sweet potato with the cinnamon and the sugar and the butter. So you want to season it just a little bit, but don't overdo the butter and the sugar and the cinnamon. And then, of course, everybody knows that green veggies are good for you, broccoli, spinach, all of those things have magnesium in it, which is a mineral that helps to lower your stress levels by keeping you in a calm state. And believe it or not, if you start incorporating more fruits and more veggies and less meat in your diet, that too can um, help ease your stress levels. There's just so many different things that we really don't pay attention to what we're doing to our body. So the one of the things that we really need to focus on is being proactive. And this is something that Jeff also speaks about in his article. Again, you can find it at jwfitnesssolutions.com. need to be more proactive and take care of your body, and your body will take care of you. So we definitely want to follow through on some of Jeff's recommendations through this wonderful article. And um, he also has a part in it with understanding stress and coping with stress and long-term stress. So it's a very informative article. And if you're at that point where you feel like you need to discuss this with your physician, um, maybe printing that article out and taking it there to your doctor. And if you forget the questions that you want to ask, um, maybe just having an the article there, you know, would trigger those memories. And then you and your um, physician can have a very good talk about it because um, there's so many different things. It's like um, a lot of the stuff that we go through can be due to stress-related issues. We know that we have issues nowadays with debt, finances, um, caring for our parents, caring for the elderly. That can be a strain on you, especially if you're dealing with Alzheimer's. And that's another one of my passions because my grandmother had Alzheimer's, my mom had Alzheimer's, my oldest uncle had Alzheimer's, and I have another aunt in a nursing home with Alzheimer's. So when families are caring for or caregivers, that's a whole not another level of stress that when we do another Let's Talk About Stress topic, I want to reach out to any of you out there that are listening that are caregivers, because I, I to me that is a very important stress level that we should address. And hopefully we can find some alternative solutions to help you deal with it better. And if not for nothing, then we can try to help you find resources that will help alleviate that little bit of stress. It's not a burden, but it's a stress, because it's a lot when you're caring for yourself, you're caring for your parents, you're caring for your kids, trying to keep a job, and who knows what else. Being a caregiver can be very stressful, whether we acknowledge it or not. Um, as a lot of tragedy can be um related to stress, and this is a perfect segue to actually let you all know that next week's show actually falls on September the eleventh and I am a native New yorker um I'm originally from New York. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina now, but I'm originally a New Yorker. I actually moved to Charlotte um, February of 2001. Um, so next week, it's a very, it's important to all of us, but when you're affected by it and you have certain type of memories from it, it's a totally different element um, for you. So what I want to do, next week is we definitely want to pay tribute to the victims of 9-11, but what we also want to do is discuss how dealing with that type of trauma can affect a person. So it's so difficult to put in words But we want to discuss how tragic situations and circumstances can affect all aspects of wellness. Um, That's one of the one things I want to talk about because that's a tremendous amount of stress, not only to go through because of what happened on 9-11, but every year you have this memory for so many thousands of us of the loss, the hardship, the unbelievable you know, if you lived in Kansas, you felt like you were a New Yorker because this happened on our soil, so nine eleven touches us in a lot of different ways, and a lot of we have so many you know military families out there too, and so they're dealing with it from a different angle um because we have so many people out there who have family members out there that have given their lives or their families are are sort of in a limbo now because they've been at this war and they're not coming home the same way that they love. So next week we really want to touch base with you. So if there's anyone out there that... um, was directly affected by 9-11 and you would like to speak to the group, please inbox me on Facebook. I'll be more than happy to allow you to speak to our listeners because this next week is going to be a really great show. And I don't want to just put my perspective out there for 9-11, but if there's anyone out there that you would like to pay tribute to or if you don't want to speak up and you would just like for me to do just a memorial in honor of someone you may have lost or someone that was directly affected by 9-11, please inbox me that, and we will definitely be more than happy to acknowledge and honor whoever you would like us to during our show next week. So we definitely want to um, reach out to everyone. So we're hoping that you'll all come back again next week, and you will enjoy the show and Continue to listen on as we work to and strive to inspire and motivate you on your wellness journey. So tonight, I'll leave you with this. Continue your stress affirmations. Start making these changes to improve the quality of your life and to alleviate whatever levels of stress that you have in it. If you are experiencing any of the following emotional symptoms of stress, such as emotional moodiness, agitation, inability to relax, feeling overwhelmed, a sense of loneliness and isolation, depression, or general unhappiness, please reach out to someone you can vent to and begin to relieve these symptoms from your life as long as you begin your wellness journey. When I participated in the physical therapy sessions um, with my father, my aunt, they gave us a list of 100 ways to conquer stress. And I shared them during our first um, Let's Talk About Stress segment. And so I'm going to share them again today. And these are my top ten favorites that are so effortless to do. Number one is set priorities in your life. But then number two, know your limitations and let others know them too. Stop overextending yourself. Number three, and I know this is the hardest one, avoid negative people. We can't let negative people consume our thought process and dictate how we live our lives. We can't fix somebody else while we're working on fixing ourselves. One other thing we have to do is, and we're guilty of it, so many women out here but number 4 stop saying negative things to yourself you are better than you think remind yourself that every day and number 5 learn to smile often it can make a big difference in your mood every day It's amazing what it can do. If you can just walk away from your cubicle once and just have a good laugh with somebody that you've known for a while and go back to your desk, you will be amazed at the difference of your whole mood, of your performance, of how you're approaching your task because you had something that put you in a good mood. And you watch yourself. You'll see the difference that that makes. Number six, work at being cheerful and optimistic. And I know that's a bit much, but we really need to try to be that way. Um, You just have to be optimistic. We've got to believe that things are going to work. If you're starting a journey to improve your life, you're not going to be able to do it or convince yourself too much to do it if you're not optimistic about getting it done. So we have to look at it as the A, B, and C. I say it every show. It's the A, B, and C of everything. You know, if plan A doesn't work, go to plan B. Plan B doesn't work, go to Plan C. And you may find that A, B, and C may need to be done at the exact same time to get your goals accomplished. So there's an A, B, and C to everything. Number seven, schedule some time of playtime for yourself every day. Ten to 15 minutes on a Wii game, walk your dog, play with your kids, go walking with a girlfriend around the neighborhood, gossip if you want to, do something that's going to make you laugh and just leave the world behind for 10 or 15 minutes. Trust me, it will not fall apart. I guarantee you that. I've tried it. It works. You can leave the world around for like 10 or 15 minutes. Things will not fall apart. Number eight, and I know this is difficult, especially when you first start on a wellness journey, that includes fitness, trying to exercise every day. I say, I urge you, 10 to 15 minutes a day can make a tremendous difference in your overall physical wellness and your mental wellness because, again, once we start feeling better about how we look, we feel better about who we are, and that goes for male and female, even if the men won't say it's true. Number nine, remind yourself you have options. Don't feel defeated by any set of circumstances. And ten, Quit trying to fix other people because you need to focus on yourself first. And it's not selfish to focus on yourself. I'm not telling you to go out there and tell everybody I can't do nothing for you today because i got to focus on me. That's not what I'm saying. But just you can't fix other people's problems all the time. you got to fix your problems. It's always amazing how we can see other pe- people's problems better than we can see our own. But the reality is we need to stop trying to fix their problems. And we need to focus on ourselves first. Now, I know sometimes when we're in a bad mood, we feel like we've accomplished something if we feel we help someone else. So I'm not saying I'm taking that away from you. I'm not telling you not to. But if you have to put so much time and energy to try to help somebody else, that's time and energy you are taking away from yourself. And that's something, if you're on this journey and you seriously want to make that difference and improve your life and live your best life and live your dream, then no, you have to come first. You can still give your friend recommendations, but you can't hold their hand. You know, they got to get on that journey on themselves. So focus on yourself first before you try to fix someone else. Because I'm still focused on me. I'm just sharing with all of you what I'm doing to improve me. So I'm working on this journey every day too, and I'm learning what works. I'm learning what needs a little extra help to work, and I like it. I enjoy the differences that I see in my life since I've been focusing and following these guidelines that I set up for myself. Has some of them needed tweaking along the line? Yes, they have. Have I tweaked them? Yes, I have. Did they work out? Yes, they are. So my final note to you I urge you, follow your dreams and live your best life. Until next week, thank you for joining me on this journey. Good night.